0: everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 16. I'm your host, your pal Val, flying solo today. Jason has a day off. We are going to talk about the new NASCAR Hall of Fame induction selection process that was changed after, I guess it was 10 years. We're going to talk about 2020 Donruss. We're going to talk about some of the winners in the Daytona 500 qualifying for the top first four positions. We'll talk about their cards. We're going to also talk about some listener questions having to do with older wax. So so let's dive into the show. Thanks everybody for listening and downloading the last week's podcast had overwhelming number thank you so much i appreciate it if you will uh, leave a review or comments anything we can do to make the show better and supply information about nascar trading cards it's our our pleasure really enjoy it and want to share the knowledge so that being said the nascar hall of fame in the beginning of each season selects members to be included onto the list which then another group votes in May and selects five members to join the NASCAR Hall of Fame each season in January. After 10 years and 50, 55 inductees, they have decided to change the process and slow down. The NASCAR Hall of Fame announced that they are switching it now from five to three, and it's broken up into different areas. So they selected a total of 20, which they selected five, like I said, now they're going to select 15, 10 from the Modern Era, 5 from the Pioneer Era. So reading from the NASCAR Hall of website, the process begins with a 22-person nominating committee who meets at Daytona International Speedway during Speed Week to select the 10 nominees for the Modern Era ballot. In April, the Honors Committee selects 5 nominees for the Pioneer Ballot. Then a 64 person voting panel, which includes the members of the nominating committee plus additional representatives, votes on the three inductees from the list of 15 nominees. The voting panel submits a total of 65 ballots, which includes one ballot from a nationwide fan vote to determine the three inductees. Two are inducted from the modern era ballot and one from the pioneer ballot. All three are inducted equally there will be no distinction between inductee from either ballot, and the number of ballots submitted may change if any member of the nominating committee or voting panel appears on the previous year's ballot or current year's ballot. These individuals are reclused from participating in the nominating and the voting process for as long as he or she appears on the ballot. If an individual who is currently on the nominating committee or voting panel is included or is no longer in Included on the first ballot he or she is immediately reinstated to active participation on the committee panel and I think this is what the saying is we had folks um, we had legends like Waddell Wilson who was on the nominating committee before or I should say the voting committee and then we had uh, Ricky Rudd uh, folks like that so this allows them while they're on the ballot to um, not participate in the process so So you have from five to three, so that's going to start to slow down the process, especially with two from Modern and one from the Pioneer. So that should be um, pretty interesting. Um, So to be eligible, drivers who have competed in NASCAR for at least 10 years and have been retired for two years are eligible for nomination to the NASCAR Hall of Fame. In addition, drivers who have competed for a minimum of 10 years and reach their 55th birthday on or before December 31st of the year prior to the nominating year are immediately eligible for the NASCAR Hall of Fame. So basically anybody who's uh, 55 has, do not have to wait the extra two years. And then so the big trick is who is modern and who is pioneer? Well, competitors are eligible for the modern era ballots, if their career started within the past 60 years, from 1961 to the class of 2021, the nominees can stay on the modern era ballot for up to 10 years. Those whose careers begin more than 60 years ago who have been on the modern era ballot for 10 years will be eligible for the pioneer ballot. So it's kind of like an overflow uh, if they've been on the modern era. Uh, any driver who has competed for 30 or more years in NASCAR competition by December 31st of the year prior to the nominating year is automatically eligible regardless of age. So let's read that again. Any driver who has competed for 30 years or more in NASCAR competition by December 31st of the year prior to the nominating year is automatically eligible regardless of age. Drivers may continue to compete after reaching any of the aforementioned milestones Without compromising eligibility for nominating or induction. For non drivers, individuals must have worked for at least 10 years in the NASCAR industry. The reason I'm bringing this up is this is a huge shakeup from five to three, and next year we have Dale Hart Jr., Matt Kenseth, um, they've been out of NASCAR for two years. And then you have one pioneer. So, uh, folks that were on the list. You know, I guess hoping to get in, you know, they're going to have to wait a little bit longer as it's a little more stringent process or starting to limit the flow of Hall of Famers in, into the Hall of Fame. And the reason I bring this up is if you're looking at drivers or, say, I don't know, to say prospecting, but if you're collecting cards or thinking about collecting cards, um, you are, you know, wanting to pick up some stuff before they get selected, nominated, it's going to be a little bit harder should do I guess some of that maybe? Damon Hart Jr. is definitely a lot. Uh, I believe I say that uh, he's won a lot, and then has won that the Xfinity series, as well as some of the big races, and then Mackenzie's has won a championship. So I thought that was interesting. Um, we have Daytona this weekend coming up, and so the committee has met for the ten modern era. They haven't released it, Winston Kelly. Usually will tweet something about that, and then the um, NASCAR reporters or um, they will announce the ten and and give a little detail of each of the ten. So I expect that to be coming up here in the next couple of weeks or months. Yeah. So moving along to the next segment, the 2020 Ross has been out for a week. It looks great. I've uh, started to look at the pricing, what things are selling for have not opened any up, so I'm hoping to open, open some up by the next, the next episode. But one of the surprising things I saw was that complete set are selling for about $80 and another $10 for Shepard. So almost $90 for a complete 200-card set and almost 200 for a complete set with the 200 cards plus the 100 insert cards. After thinking about it, I started to run some of the numbers. You are getting 24 packs of box. And eight cards a pack you will get five base cards one optics one insert and one parallel in that pack so you're only getting five of the base so that's only 120 cards It's a 200 card set so you need at least two boxes um, boxes are running currently about $72 a box if you want to do the optic set you're going to need four boxes so and that's not even that's just the base optic if you try to go for parallel or whatever then the numbers will shoot up from there so I think that's good that the complete sets are holding some value. So I look forward to seeing the trend the next couple of weeks, how that complete set trends. Uh, some of the interesting pricing I've seen is for Brittany Zamora. Uh, there was a rush for her stuff, and some cards, parallels were going. There's a, a pink parallel number to 25 for $58, uh, Optic for 20 base for $10, as it's all over the board for anywhere from $5, a few dollars, up to 10 15 25 for base. So I'm excited to see that the Donruss is a nice-looking product, there is demand for it. Uh, I've seen some people have busted on um, posting some of their stuff on Twitter. And also, if you are a NASCAR trading card fan, you want to join the Facebook group called NUTS. I believe it's n.u.t.s. Um, they're great guys, girls over there. There's always stuff for sale and, and uh, people sharing knowledge. So I highly recommend the NutSite. They're great. So I'm um, super excited about the Dunros this year. Of course, that's one of my favorite products. And i um, will see how that plays out here in the next couple of weeks. And speaking of the, the next couple of weeks, I want to continue on. Uh, after Daytona, me and Jason will pick up and we will talk about some of the trading card sets that have been produced over the years. Um, And just a refresher, we'll probably pick up on some of these, but we have talked about the 1970 Fleer drag strips. That was our episode number seven. And one of the things I was thinking about was if you've seen Ford versus Ferrari uh, 10 miles, uh, he actually has a card in that set. I uh, did not talk about that uh, before. I mentioned that um, two NASCAR cars in there is Darrell Daryl car and Dan Gurney's car. That said, is actually, you know, Fleer, just to recap, Fleer, <laughs> I guess, not know what racing was either because they called it drag strips, but there's not any dragsters in there. Uh, you have,
1: I know, Jones,
0: Joe Leonard, uh, Joe yep. Leonard with Andy Granatelli, Grin- Andy Granatelli from s He has his own car in there. Uh, like I said, the Ken Miles Lloyd Ravis car, which is actually the Ford GT number 98. Our Pollard's car, uh, to name a few. So we talked about the electric Drag strips in episode 7. The 1992 STP set, we talk about that in episode 8. That is the first NASCAR trading card set that Andy Grandpelli had given away in Daytona at Speed Week. It's the only time we talk about that since we're uh, it's right around Daytona here. Uh, 1983 Uno set, that's the next set after the 72 set that was released. Um, So it took all those years to be released. That is episode 9. We started then with the 1985 Star, Star Photographic Stickers, and that was episode 10. So since then, we've been talking about the drivers, the current drivers, the winners, and their cars. So, um, so we'll pick that back up, and um, if people have questions about them, please reach out to me on Twitter or leave a comment, um, and we can revisit uh, some of those in future episodes. And speaking of which, uh, one of the things we like to do is talk about uh, the current events, I guess you would say. And um, since we have the qualifying for the Daytona 500 and the Cup Series finalized, we have Ricky Stenhouse Jr., first, Alex Bowman, second, Joey Logano, third, and William Byron, fourth. So I was just going to talk briefly about those drivers. Ricky Stenhouse Junior, his rookie is in the two thousand and nine Wheels element. Um, that was one of those. And I'm using Check of My Cards as a gauge for prices so you can get an understanding of you know how much they are. And by now, by other by other sports means NASCAR is very cheap. So Check of My Cards has a couple of Ricky Stenhouse two thousand and nine Wheels elements for a dollar forty five. So he's changed teams this year so we'll see i was very surprised to see him up front and first and that's fantastic he also has a parallel that's autographed in number 230 uh, and that card is $25 um, you can always um, check eBay if you're patient I'm um, naturally you can always find stuff a little cheaper so so the next driver we talked about is uh, in second is Alex Bowman he has cards in 2014 press pass, American Thunder, and he has a duel with, which is Alex, Alex and Ryan Truex, his teammate, and then he has cards in 2016, Panini, Certified Prism, and they're not very expensive. His uh, 2014 is about dollar $1.50. Um, his cards are um, not that expensive. In third place is Joey Logano, and Joey Logano's rookie year is kind of interesting. He's got cards in 2008, but really, two thousand and nine I believe is his first full cards he's got autographs in two thousand and eight and he's got an insert in the wheels of American Thunder and the delegates and his autos on um, like check my cards are about forty dollars um either numbered to a hundred or just the base uh, I believe there's a gold version as well and then when you get to the two thousand and nine you know they're forty something cents which he's not a bad prior so might, you might want to pick some up, or I, or I need to pick some up. Uh, he has won a championship, so it's usually part of the criteria to be selected into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. He's on a good team, and he finished very well. So he's very young. So he still might have some more championships in him. And then fourth is William Byron, and he's one of the the young guns coming up. And he has cards in 2016, Panini certified. He has autographs in some of the other series. And on Check My Cards, he has um, some cards there. And the least amount is $2.90, about $3. He's one of the reasons why I like the 2016 Panini Certified product. There are a lot of rookies in there. A lot of them have actually started to come up to the Cup Series. So you have William Byron, who's been at the Cup level, but this year the big three, or they call them big three, Cole Custer, Tyler Reddick, and Christopher Bell are all rookies in the 2016 Panini Certified product. So a big fan of that product. And so that's your starting four for the Daytona 500 next week. We will uh, recap the Daytona 500 and go over the winner and their trading cards. And speaking of the 2016 certified kind of leads me, uh, we had a writing question. Mike Summer asks, I'd love to hear about the trend in sealed NASCAR wax. Some seem to be available for well under release price. Some seem to hold steady. Thanks, Mike, for the question. NASCAR wax is kind of interesting compared to some other sports. Very few Hold their value most drop after a few months after the next release. There's not that many releases of NASCAR, so uh, I've been starting to watch some of the other sports, and they just you guys who collect other sports just getting inundated with product. Uh, NASCAR is not so much. We are looking at four or five products a year. So Dunros is out now, but around May June when Victory mm-hmm. Lane or something similar Victory Lane comes out, uh, Dunros will be discounted, and all eyes are shift over to Victory Lane, and so for the majority, the products will drop. Uh, if we're just looking at Denver So this year's done is about seventy-three dollars a box. Let me look at for last year's. Um, last year's is about sixty dollars a box. I believe that the twenty eighteen I've seen on sale, the thirty dollars a box, in twenty seventeen, the first year that Dumars Produce cards is thirty dollars a box as well. So usually I talk about the big three uh, in who sell wax online is Dave and Adams, Blowout Cards, and Steel City Collectibles. There is a little bit of overlap, but not a lot. Some have kind of like your Lowe's Home Improvement and Home Depot. They don't carry the same thing. And so that kind of, some of them differ, differentiate themselves with some older wax or different wax that the others don't carry. Um, but there's not a lot of older wax. Older wax is actually harder to find. Do like, let's we'll see, I'll look at Dave Adams here real quick. You know, last year's Panini Prism is $55, and that is for... Hobby box. Do they have hobby boxes? Uh, they don't carry hobby boxes from 2018. Victory Lane 2018 is about 52. And then, like the select hobby boxes, I believe David Adams is the only one carrying them at 55. And some of these are drying up. It seems like a lot of folks like the select from 2017. Steel Cities, the you only know, one that I know that's carrying 2016 Prison, the first release. And it fluctuates between $100 a box to $70 a box. I think it's on sale right now. And I want to say it was $100 a box when it came out, so it's kind of holding, but not increasing in price. The certified and some of the other stuff, you know, they've hit. I think it was like 60 or 70. 2016 certified which I said I really enjoy it's box two autos two memorabilia I believe and a whole bunch of base cards It's about thirty six dollars a box right now and there's a 12 box case uh, some stuff will might maintain it but most drop the huge percentage of the older wax drops the old ones that I know that maybe have a escalated in price are maybe the 2000 SP Authentic, because it's got Jimmy Johnson rookie cards in it. There's a lot of autographs in there. I think the majority of them are all inserted, were not redemptions. Dale Hurts Sr., Dale Jr., Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, Tony Stewart. Um, and then with that 2000 SP Authentic, Upper Deck was actually getting out of the NASCAR market and there was like an MDP set or something like that, and they included those autographs. So I've opened up a couple of those boxes and pulled some of those other um, inserts that were going to be used at a different set, but then um, I predict decided to just um, put those in the boxes, at extra value, and get a, exit the NASCAR market. So, Mike, I don't know if that answers your question. If you have a follow-up, let me know. Uh, And then we have a follow-up to that. Kevin Hickerson asked, in relation to the question from Mike, are there some boxes that are becoming rarer in the hobby that might appreciate and value? That's a tough question. Um, I think the prism, 2016 prism, has some value that maybe over time the folks will go back and try to get some of those rainbows or work on some parallel sets. The blue and the green and the red, they look really nice. And I know for a fact that a lot of people that I've seen on social media and on YouTube, they like the 2017 select because of the checkerboard pattern. Um, they were really bummed that they stopped or just continued that checkerboard pattern. So um, there's not a ton of wax out there. There there is from the Panini era from 2016 up, but not every one of the big three carries them. And then trying to find older wax like uh, you know 2004 because it's got the Kyle Bush rookies in them. Different runs of optic and base press pass and optima you know there's all kinds of uh, different releases of uh, premium VIP so and I'm not sure how the market's going to be in the future if um, people start to collect the cards more or if people start to collect NASCAR uh, from other sports and that can use continues to dry up like I said I there's not a lot of wax out there of uh, the the 1994 Wheels Series 2, that's got the Dale Earnhardt Jr. rookies in it. I think some of this stuff is lowering price because people don't know what's in it, and that's one of the reasons why I started my blog and the YouTube channel and some of the other stuff is, uh, is to kind of share the information but also document it for myself um, when I ran into stuff. So, you know, 99 Wax has Kevin Harvick, Matt Kenseth, um, 2000 is Kurt Bush's uh, as well as Jimmy Johnson. So hopefully when some of this more in- this information gets out, um, you guys make a, a educated decision on some of it. But compared to what I'm seeing for basketball with the Zion uh, mania and, and stuff, NASCAR is very cheap compared to it um, because it's all relative to what you can resell for. But you know, I, I think you can collect NASCAR trading cards and still have money left over without breaking the bank and pick up some other products as well. So so Kevin, I don't know if that answers your question as well. And again, if you want to uh, submit a question, uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's one of the best ways at NASCAR Radio. Um, also, I can be found on the Nuts Facebook page as well. I'm on Instagram, pretty much all the social media as NASCAR Radio. So, um, and something I wish maybe think of, I wanted to touch on some 20. 20 Dunross, they actually put a check pattern in there, and that is called it's black numbered. Uh, and some of them are numbered to car, so it could be 101 for Jim McMurray and 99 for Carl Edwards and some of the other drivers. So that's really good. So I'm curious to see how those trend in the future. So, again, I guess uh, I'll wrap it up here. I didn't want to necessarily uh, take everybody's time, but just kind of wanted to highlight on some stuff. And, again, thank you so much for everybody for the reviews, downloading the show. And, again, if you have questions, please reach out to me. Also, I will be on the Hobby Hotline again this week on Saturday from 11 Eastern a.m., 8 a.m. Pacific. And we'll be talking a little bit about Uh, NASCAR trading cards, as well as anything else in the hobby. So thank you so much, everybody, and we will catch you next week.